Hello, and welcome to Behind the Music, a series of conversations with musicians and other people from the music industry in the DFW area. For this edition of Behind the Music, I was able to catch up with Gordon and Christy McLeod to discuss both their Celtic and their swingy, stringy, funky, folky music careers here in the DFW area. Hello, everybody. We are sitting here with Gordon and Christy McLeod, otherwise known as McLeod Nine, um, and they have been in the Celtic music world for quite a long time. Irish, Celtic, all sorts of stuff. Christy's grimacing, so I've obviously... All right, Christy, what it, describe yourselves to me. Well, that, that is our other band, Beyond the Pale. Okay. And even though McLeod 9 certainly borrows from, you know, 20 years of playing Celtic music, Okay. the emphasis of McLeod 9 is on our original swing and more funky-folky music. We, okay. we do blend a little Celtic in then, but we're, McLeod 9's trying to move the brand away from that a little bit. Okay. All right, good. Because so, we have another band that does that. Well, you know, that's right. And that band is... Beyond the Pale. Beyond the Pale. And how long have you, has that band been around? Um, good Lord, 26 years. 26 wow. years. Wow. All in the since, DFW area? Since 1994. Well, we started in Tyler. Oh, really? Tyler, Texas, yeah. Okay, so tell me about that. Well, that was, uh, like I said, 1994 with a guy named Patrick Thurman, who still uh, plays the, the bagpipes. It was a... Bagpipe and fiddle and guitar band, uh, and then we were joined by an accordionist and another kind of a percussionist, and uh, we that that lasted for a few years, and then we kind of morphed into our current uh, lineup, which is John Delaney from Denton, Texas, and Betsy Cummings from Fort Worth. So we're now a quartet, but we've always played. We call it Celtic Americana roots music. Okay. So it's a mix of uh, a lot of things, as opposed to McLeod Nine, which really isn't Celtic at all. It's mostly, uh, it's mostly, I would say, f- swing-oriented folk and Americana. So, are we talking Texas swing? We do a lot of Texas swing. We do a lot of gypsy uh, jazz type swing. Okay. Yeah. A lot of original uh, kind of Americana, folkish music. Okay. So uh, there's almost no Irish music in there, although I love to play the Irish fiddle, and I play the fiddle in that band a lot, so right. it, yeah, I'm sure it creeps in. But uh, as far as the, the origin of the music, it is not Celtic at all. It's, uh, it's American and, uh, well, it's American music. Americana. It's Ameri- American, yeah. yeah. All right. A new, a new category they just invented a few years ago for us, right? Right. <laughs> um, so, Gordon, tell me about um, your musical history. Did you play music in high school? When did you start? I started playing music when I... The first time I remember playing a musical instrument, I was four. Wow! Uh, I found a, a chromatic harmonica in my grandfather's junk drawer. Ah! And I wouldn't stop playing it. They ran me out of the house. And, uh, <laughs> I even wrote a little song that day, I remember uh, playing it. So, uh, I always played... My mother used to buy me these little plastic ukuleles, and I sure. figured out how to tune them. And uh, then uh, when I was about, uh, we always sang in church, and I used to lead the singing in a church of al cappella. So oh, I've, really? I've been uh, doing music all my life. I wow. started, uh, I, I took about half a dozen violin lessons when I was about 10 or 11. And then sure. 
when I got in junior high, I switched to the clarinet and then the bassoon. Wow, wind and, uh, instruments, huh? I also I started playing the guitar when I got big enough to play a guitar. Sure. So I always did all kinds of things with music, and uh, still do. Now, were your was your mom and dad musically oriented? Yes, uh, they didn't really play music in the house because we had a little tiny house and there were no musical instruments in it except the ones that I would drag in there. Yeah. Banjos and guitars and uh -oh. clarinets sure. and bassoons. But um, my mother uh, played the piano and she was a great singer. My dad was a, had a great voice and he was a, he was a radio engineer and an announcer, remote announcer during World War II. Because oh, he had epilepsy and wasn't in the service, and he uh -huh. used to broadcast all of the big bands from uh, for WJAX in Jacksonville, Florida. So he had an immense record collection of all of the great players from that era, and uh, so yeah, it was very musical uh, in that way. But not my parents weren't musicians as such. Okay, no, but that's okay. That's okay. And so high school was clarinet, bassoon. And in high school, I was playing the bassoon, um, but um, I think I quit because they they uh, they wanted me to be in the marching band in order to be. I wanted to be in the orchestra, and in order to do that, you had to be in the marching band. Sure. And I was, you know, a rebellious teenager in 1960, <laughs> whatever. And I said, right. No, I'm not doing that. So they said, Well, you have to be in this. The, the the C band and I said, Never mind. So I I just started focusing more on the guitar. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Playing and singing and writing songs and 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 so who were your early influences in guitar playing? In guitar playing? Yeah. Who you did know, you visualize yourself as? Well, it depended on the year, right? So, right. you know, when I was uh, eleven, it was probably uh, you know, who knows? Maybe I don't know. Who was the guy? The, I, we used to play a lot of Kingston Trio music here. Sure. This was in, in the, sure. And then by the time I was 12 or 13, I probably wanted to be somebody like uh, Robert Johnson. <laughs> I was way into the blues. And, uh, ah, okay. And then uh, I got really, I was a big fan of Eric Clapton when he was playing with John Mayall and then Cream. Oh, yeah. And uh, then after that, I kind of branched out into all kinds of stuff. I, I loved, uh, uh, you know, kind of complicated music like jazz and I loved Steely Dan and uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. all that kind of thing. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. So after, you know, once I learned to play, I would, it would be the flavor of the week for me, you know, whoever, you know, Lee Rittenauer or, you know, Pat Metheny or pick somebody. Right, 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 right. But that seems to be a pretty typical, you know, as you get to know the instrument more, you start to branch out more and you want to make it, make it um, more versatile and, and different sounds and things like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I tried, I tried it all and I... I still like to do that. I, I guess if you wanted to describe my musical taste, it would be just an amalgam. It's just very eclectic. And that, that's reflected in the music that, that we play in the Sure, line. sure, sure, sure. Now, I know because I've heard you play, you also play a little classical music on the violin, don't you? I've just recently gotten brave enough to, to attempt that. Uh-huh. So uh, about five years ago, I started taking uh, classical lessons. I, I taught myself to play the violin more, sure. guess, except for those few lessons. And right, right. Always played more fiddly music. And then in about 2006, I got into a, a band called the Texas Gypsies, and we were playing Django, Reinhardt, and Stefan Grappelli music. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I realized I just didn't have... Uh, I just 
I couldn't do everything that I, I could hear that right. could be sure. done. Sure. You know, I, sure. I didn't have the facility to do it. I was I was having trouble playing in flat keys and right. You know, uh, playing in higher positions. So uh, I started studying with a great uh, player named Claire Kaysen. Uh -huh. And have been doing that uh, for quite a while now. But uh, I guess now I'm, I'm maybe an advanced student. I, she gave me a, a scale book. It was for advanced violinists. And I thought, wow, that's great. I'm an advanced violinist. <laughs> he got stars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she give you little gold stars after every lesson. Yeah, very good. <laughs> okay, Christy, now your turn. Yes, Tell sir. me about your musical history. Oh, well. When did you start playing music? When I started playing music, um, I... I think it was probably a Sears Silvertone guitar. Sure. Uh, that I, I think my mom purchased it for my dad, and I started playing it when I was about twelve or thirteen. Uh huh. And um, I would just get like, you know, the Bob Dylan songbook that had the chord charts with the little diagrams. Right. And I taught myself how to to play that, and um, I took a few guitar lessons. Sure. When I, I think I was in the eighth grade and immediately went out and bought an electric guitar and drove my parents crazy with that for a little bit. Um, but I've never really wanted to be like a lead guitar player. It's kind of like I've always I've always played rhythm and I've always right. just wanted to play rhythm. I really would like to be a drummer, but <laughs> quite have the constitution for that. <laughs> but I mean, I, the rhythm is what speaks sure. to me with the guitar uh -huh, and, uh -huh. and I like doing that. Um, so... I gave up the electric guitar and, and, you know, just like any teenage kid would, you know, sit and pick out Paul Simon stuff, right. um, Joni Mitchell stuff, you know, whatever was in my very limited reach of ability, yeah. um, just, you know, playing the guitar sure. and singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I did for most of the time. Okay. And then? And then I didn't play for many years. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, it pro was propped up in the corner and uh. I didn't play. Because I was raising a child, I was very young, I was raising a child, okay. I was trying to get a career going. Sure. And I didn't have any other people to play with. Ah. Uh. So, you know, the people that I were, that I was working with or socializing with, none of them were musicians. We loved music, we listened to music, mm -hmm. but I had no one to really play with. So it sat in the corner, and you know, that's <sighs> when my son was a toddler. He knocked a twelve-string over and broke the neck, and you know, it was just like sure, this yeah. isn't meant for me. Um, and then when I met Gordon, um, I will never forget. Uh, he said, "Don't you play a little guitar?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, years ago I used to play." And he'd say, "Well, pick up that guitar and let's let's play." Oh, uh, there played, you go. Our first song we played together was All Along the Watchtower. Wow. And we still perform it. Wow. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Because we both love Jimi Hendrix. We that's jumping in. Jimi that's Hendrix. jumping in. Now, do you play left-handed? No, I'm only no. doing <laughs> No. Upside down. But right? I did get to see Jimmy live, and it was fabulous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't mention Jimmy a while ago. Yeah. No, yeah. you can't forget Jimmy. We, we love Jimmy. That's right. That's right. Very good. So then, so that was the beginnings of McLeod Nine was more or less. We didn't call it that then. Uh, that was about the same time that uh, we started. Uh, maybe a, about a year later, we started Beyond the Pale. Ah. Uh -huh. And ah, uh, uh -huh. that came about because Patrick and I we used to switch off 
I'd play guitar and he'd play the bagpipes or he'd play the guitar and I'd play the fiddle. And so we said, it would be cool if we had a guitar player and we could both play together. So we drafted Christy and uh, the rest of the it was, it was interesting how I got drafted into performing live music because um, it wasn't the best time of my life to be doing that. <laughs> um, right after I met Gordon um, in 94, I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And so I was going through chemo. Mm. So he and Pat would be in the living room working out arrangements for this really beautiful Irish music. And I'd be in the couch, like, you know, bald and throwing up. And they were oh. going, come in here and just, this is real simple. It's just a couple, just play this. The music got my mind off being sick. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And, and I will have to say, it pulled me through a really dark time. Wow. And his encouragement pulled me through a really dark, you know, he... And he was the first person I'd ever been with that encouraged, said, you're, no, you're a really good player, and you can do this. And we played our first gig uh, at Country Coffee in Tyler, uh, and I didn't have any hair. I looked like Sinead O'Connor. Oh. <laughs> so I wore a little flat Peaky Blinder cap, and <laughs> that was our first gig. Wow. And that was in 94. 94. Wow. Wow, that's that's a, that's an amazing story. How yeah. music really helped you through that oh, uh, yeah. time period, yeah. yeah, and continues to. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sure does. It sure does. And so, it's fun. Um, brothers and sisters. Well, I've got, I had two brothers. One of them unfortunately passed away uh -huh. uh, about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Got one sister, and uh, they're they're all good musicians. My my older brother played the guitar and sang and uh, never professionally or anything, but he was he was quite uh, good. And uh, my sister played the oboe ah. when she was in high school. She she doesn't play anymore. But, mm -hmm. And my little brother is a great drummer. He really is. Oh, really? As is my daughter. Yeah. So uh, you know, everybody kind of picked, picked up the mantle, but... <laughs> They've got the gene. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's that's okay. Do you play together? I mean, do you ever get together as a family and play? Well, uh... Y'all played at our wedding. Yeah, we, played we, at our we, wedding. All played, we, we all played, played at, our at our wedding. We did. We did. <laughs> I, I don't know if my sister was involved, but my brother, my two brothers and I, we uh -huh. played at, we played at uh, Christy and I's wedding. So, yeah, occasionally we would, but I mean, we all they all lived in Florida, uh, where, oh, I see. where I grew sure. up, and uh, so, uh, but we weren't around uh, enough probably to do it too much. Ah, so you grew up in Florida. I did. So how did you get to Tyler, Texas from Florida? In, in Miami, Florida. Well, uh, long, kind of a circuitous route. I married a girl from El Paso and we moved to Las Cruces. Ah. And then I went to school there. I studied engineering and I got a job working for Exxon in Baytown and I hated living <laughs> down there. So somebody offered me a job in Tyler. Yeah. And I came up there and then, uh, you know. Okay. Go. All right, real good. Christy, are you a Texas native? Don't I sound like it? <laughs> no, I'm from Indiana. Oh, okay. I'm a Hoosier. You're... <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> uh, I moved to Texas when I was eight years old, so yeah, okay. pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. I've lived here. Um, Dallas-Fort Worth or, yeah, uh, or all yeah, over? Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, we moved to Mesquite when I was eight. And then I went to Irving High School. I went to MacArthur and Irving High School. You went to MacArthur? Yeah. Just for one year. Ah. Just for one year when it was eighth grade. And then I went to Irving. Ah. And I briefly moved to Pennsylvania uh, in 1968. And then 
I've been back in the Dallas area except for when I moved to Tyler and lived there for 30 years. Wow. And thought that was going to be permanent, but um, when we started Beyond the Pale, the other half of our band was up here. We started having grandkids, and uh, I could, I just, we said, why are we living in Tyler? We need to be in Dallas. <laughs> we used to have real jobs, and then we quit yeah, doing we that. Just became jobs. musicians <laughs> about 20 years ago, so... We were coming over here to work all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your sideline your sideline was 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 working, and your real job was musician. It kind of got that I way. I think I know that. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of got that way, and we were lucky enough that we were able to kind of pull the plug on our careers pretty early, mm -hmm. and um, haven't regretted that <laughs> at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you still Are you still working, or did you formally retire? Well, I work at doing music. I do all kind of music work. Well, no, no I don't. I don't work as an engineer anymore. As yeah. a, in an in industry, no. I, in fact, I. Uh, oh my gosh, I guess it was two thousand three, and then I, I went back uh, to to work in the oil industry in two thousand and eleven, and worked uh, for about five years. Oh, okay, all right. Doing that, yeah. but uh, then stopped again. You know, about five years ago. All right. Got in the way of playing music. Yeah, it it does. <laughs> It does. No, I can't do that gig. I have to work. No, that's the wrong answer. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't work. I have to do that gig. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. It used to happen a lot. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about. Let's talk about the the Celtic side of the world, and then we'll come back to the Americana side of the world. Okay. okay. So, so tell me about that. So, there's a great Celtic underpinning here in 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 DFW. Right? Oh yeah. Exactly. There is a huge community for for a place like this that doesn't have a, that's not New York or Boston or Chicago. Right. It doesn't yeah. have a huge, uh, you know, Irish enclave. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it is unusual and it is big. It's far-reaching. Really? Yeah. 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 I guess you know, uh, it's just about the music. That's one of the unusual things about it in Dallas. Just like myself. I mean, I don't have an Irish background. My name is Scottish, but I mean, I'm just a southern. Yeah, I don't know if I can say no, the ways that we used to call ourselves, but you know, just a kid from uh, Florida, and uh, but I just loved the music, so I moved in next to uh, an Irishman, uh, Pat Thurmond, and he was my neighbor, and he was playing Irish music on the classical guitar, you know, traditional Irish music. I guess for people who who don't know, there's kind of two sides to it. a lot of people think of Irish music like. Flog and Molly, or you know, pub songs, drinking songs. And sure. So that wasn't really the vein that that interested me. It was the instrumental dance music, the fiddle music. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, I just thought it was beautiful. So when I heard uh, like Tommy Peoples and Kevin Burke playing Irish fiddle music, I said, I have to learn to do that. I have to learn to make that sound. It's just a great sound. It's not simple music. No, mm. it's not. It's uh, it's complex. And it's it's very different than than American music in that. At least uh, again talking about the instrumental dance music yeah it's it's all about the melody whereas our American music is really all about the harmonic structure and we kind of mo mostly a lot of times anyway improvise a melody to go with it or sing the most obvious melody you know it's not it's mostly about the harmonic structure sure. the chord progression and that right. kind of thing right but with Irish music it's kind of that kind of gets turned on its head it's about the melody and there are a lot of different harmonies that you can use with it but uh, 
you know, so it's, and the melodies are very intricate. And but you have to get the melody right to play it right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the harmonic structures implied by the melody are right. not typical of, say, American music in many, sometimes they are. A lot of it's just major key stuff, but mm -hmm. some of it has, a lot of it is modal, you know, they, I won't go into all the weird names, but I mean, different, different kinds of harmonic uh, chord progressions sure. that sure. you wouldn't find in, like, American music. Yeah. yeah. Or typical pop forty music, right? right? Yeah, which is interesting as a as a backing guitarist with that. It's and it for me it's pretty simple because it is dance music and I like to dance and right. I do Irish dancing, so not the high stepping stuff, set dancing and Kaylee dancing and so it, to me it's like it's real obvious where it changes. It's like I where hear the, it. yeah 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 I yeah you do yeah. No, but that's good. That's important. Yeah. Because guitar can be considered a um, a melodic, rhythmic accompaniment. In Irish music, it totally is. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, you may have a bowerin, you know, the hand drum that, right. that somebody's playing the, the the lower end of things or the rhythmic end of things, but like he was saying, the guitar really moves with the melody. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. Okay, and Americana. What are you trying to do there? Now, you're writing your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it came out, well. Some of it. We, you know, both of us grew up in, in a, you know, of course, we're about the same age, so we grew up in a time when uh, you didn't have, you didn't go to Spotify and pick the kind, the genre out of eight million genres that you wanted to listen to. It just came over the AM radio. Right. And so we heard, uh, you know, Ray Charles and Johnny Cash and, you know, the Beatles or the Dave Clark Five or, you know, you'd hear, if you turned it on late at night, you might hear anything. You'd hear big band music, you'd hear. So we, I think, absorbed all of that and started making music that, I just play music that I like. That's, that's basically what it is. And I like all kinds of music. Sure. So when... Uh, I started writing music, you know, like I might write something one day. I have a song that uh, sounds a lot like an Al Jarreau song that I, you know, that's, you know. Yeah. I, or I'm just working on one that's kind of a Steely Dan kind of song about Thelonious Monk and Pannonica <laughs> Konigswater. I mean, you know, all kinds of weird stuff. So, um, but I think for me, when I was playing in the Gypsy Jazz Band, the Texas Gypsies, I fell in love with those kind of, you know, sounds, that, that rhythm and that uh, mm -hmm. kind of harmonic uh, stuff, you know, a lot of, you know, kind of gypsy sounding things. Sure, so, sure. So I started writing a lot of music like that, and uh, I didn't think I'd really ever get to perform it, but then Christy, you know, was brave enough to, to take <laughs> it on, you know, so she does such a great job on that. <clears throat> that rhythm guitar for that kind of music is not easy to do. No. And uh, she just does a great job on it. So the two of us just, we really enjoyed doing it. And uh, we, so a lot of the music that we play in McLeod Night is that kind of, I don't even know if you call it Americana. It's again, it's a mix of sure. a lot of European stuff and American stuff. But we do... Uh, Everything. We just, I can't think of a genre of music that we haven't done except maybe... I mean, we don't play much classical music because, sure. or, you know, maybe hip hop, but, uh, yeah. what, no rap? Well, <laughs> no. I won't say none, but not, not very much. Sure. Know. Sure. And not too much pop music per se, but, uh, mostly everything else that you can think of. So do your melodies get complex? Like your, 
Oh yeah. Um, so your your Irish underpinnings, or do you try and keep it more on the simple side? To uh, although although the gypsy jazz stuff is 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 not simple. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, I I, I I hang around with a lot of singer songwriters, uh-huh. and uh, we we've done a lot of folk stuff. And in fact, sure. we were finalists in the Newport uh, Newport. Kerrville yeah. uh, Kerrville Folk Festival. Oh, uh, very cool! Yeah, uh, 2019. 2019, oh, wow. their songwriting contest. So we were we were finalists in that. And uh, interestingly, both of those songs were real swingy. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, they were both real swingy songs. Uh huh. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I have a saying that uh, uh, I, I like to, which is I like a little music with my songs. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of songwriters write songs that are it's mostly about the lyrics, and that's great. Right. I love great lyrics and, sure. uh, you know, all of that. But I tend to have a, a hankering for some, you know, some interests, some musical interests to, to go along with it. Well, there's sort of that mode in, in that swing world where you get one set of lyrics, and that's the only lyrics there are, maybe one verse or one large verse, and then the rest is all instrumental, and you come back and you sing the verse at the end of the song, right? So, so, so yeah, and his a lot of the stuff that Gordon writes, in particular, have a lot of words, a lot of lyrics. I try to keep it a little <laughs> more simple, but his has a lot of words, and sometimes I'll come in and I'll go, that word can go, and that word can go, and it'll flow better. <laughs> right, right. But right. he's got he's he he's writes beautiful lyrics, so um, you don't want to edit it too much. Yeah. I like story songs, so that's why sometimes you he does get, like story songs. Get the story in there. Well, that's good. And, and like he was saying uh, on uh, our last album that we released, um, hypothetically speaking, which was one of the ones that was uh, in the songwriting Kerrville uh, sure. finalist, uh-huh. uh, is a real swingy song. But there's also a song on there, like he said, about Pananika and uh, Thelonious Monk's relationship. And a story song about Cynthia Ann Parker, who was Quanah Parker's mother, mm-hmm, captive mm-hmm. Uh, by the Indians. Right. Uh, and then we do a Delbert McClinton cover. We do some bluegrass. And for me, I've kind of fell in love with some bluegrassy feeling stuff. Okay. Which folds in the Irish music. Because Irish and Scottish music is the roots of Appalachian bluegrass music. That's right. It's ex- in fact, some of those songs are so similar it's like you could just roll from one to the other right or the same song so that <laughs> is great and then he can pick up the mandolin which is kind of like the fiddle and we can get a whole different sound so one of the things that with mcleod nine that we really like is that and i always say this in a live performance if we ever play one song that sounds like the one before or after us let us know because we don't want to do that uh, we want to keep you interested and surprised. Variety. Variety. And it is all over the place. Well, that's, but you've got so much to draw on. You've got so many different genres to draw on, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we, that's, that's kind of, that, that's, that's our taste. I mean, so that's what we do, you know, and I found easily bored. I found <laughs> it's, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not commercially, it's, it's difficult a lot of times because people say, what kind of music do you play? And you go, we came up with a little, Christy came up with a brilliant slogan. We call it swingy, stringy, funky, folky. So that's, say, a, say that again. Swingy, stringy, funky, folky. Oh, interesting. In fact, that's the name of our first album. Oh, really? Swingy, stringy, funky, folky. <laughs> because it it really is all of that, you know. I mean, yeah, it it's 
Gordon has written a couple pieces that are real jazzy, funky, um, like Hippie Van and White Collar Criminal. Um, they're they're real funky, and Pananika um, is real funky. And and where can we find this? Uh, the website is McLeod M C L E O D nine N I N E Music dot com. Ah, there you go. And we're, <laughs> we're on all the. Um, uh, you know, all uh, yeah, and all things. the digital streams and YouTube, things like that. Yeah, um, uh -huh. all that. Uh -huh. Yeah, very good. Very Spotify. Good. Well, yes, all the usual outlets. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah McLeod9music.com, and uh, you can get, you can hear a lot of this music just on the website if you want, or Bandcamp. Uh, okay. Bandcamp. Look for it. But again, the the tricky thing is the spelling: M C L E O D nine N I N E. Yeah. Okay. Music. Because there's two of us. That's why we're nine. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was. No, actually, I always, you know, I, I knew, it always was kind of cloud nine-ish, right? Well, it's, that, that's how we got the name. That's I the said, pun. Yeah. The pun is, you know, we hope our music puts you on cloud nine. Yes. And because people have a difficult time pronouncing our name, right? Um, we just say we're McLeod Nine because that's the right pronunciation of the name McLeod. You're right. Not MacLeod. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should change the I don't think I've ever... MacLeod 9. <laughs> no. You don't have to change the spelling, just change the pronunciation. Right, right. Yeah, you can start working on that branding mm -hmm. in your next show, right? Nah, <laughs> I'll leave it like it is. We've got too much stuff printed. I, I want to make a shameless plug also for Gordon has recorded two solo CDs. Oh, really? And uh, one of them he just released uh, this last year. Four, okay, I'm sorry, four. <laughs> but um, he, this is his solo project, and he has uh, had some really wonderful musicians mm -hmm. join him as guest musicians on those CDs. The first one is all Irish fiddling, um, called Just Fiddling. But the second one is, uh, again, kind of like McLeod 9, it's so many different genres swingy, Irish, um, uh, bluegrassy, uh, and he's got some really great, I'll let him tell you about it, it's got some really great players on it. All instrumental, it's it's fantastic. Wow. And it's called Still Fid Fiddling. So those are the two fiddle CDs I did, yeah, Still Fiddling. It's it's a lot of Irish music, some great Irish players, the yeah. guys from a band called Schlieve Notes. We're just talking to one of them, Matt Cranich and Donald Murphy and Tommy huh. O'Sullivan. Wow. And Milo Deering plays on... Uh, on that album, this well, actually, he mine was probably on every one of our <laughs> albums. But uh, Dear G uh, Childs, or yeah, is, is on uh, sure. a lot of the tracks. Sure. I did a couple other ones. I did a, I did this uh, an album back in two thousand eight, which is called, uh, which is called Dog Year, uh, and uh, it has it's there's no Irish music on that. I don't no. think it's all kind of original music, pop music, and not you know. Okay. All the kind of stuff we That was the about. song that he won the Americana, the Red River Americana songwriting contest with. Oh, really? I didn't realize you had won a contest like yeah. that. That's Dog, it was a song I wrote for her called Dog Year about 1994 when she was ill. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, I did another one called uh, Daddy G and His Amazing Swing Tet. And that was all kind of gypsy jazz stuff. Uh, I did that a few years gypsy ago. Gypsy jazz, too. Latin jazz. That's fun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Even Very some cool. classical on that. So. Ah, there but, you go. But a, but a swing version. A of swing classical. classical or a yeah. swing Bach, right? Uh, <laughs> so, where do you go from here? 
What's next? Aside from packing up the RV and heading out to do a... Doing a little tour of Colorado. Yes. Um, of course, it was a little hard rolling that out this year because, well, one, it was still snowing in Colorado <laughs> <for> <laughs> until May. Um, in 2019, we, we went on tour through Colorado, New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Washington, Oregon. Wow. We were in a 19... 19- Utah. We were in a 19-foot RV for eight and a half weeks. So we're still married. Wow. <laughs> and alive. And alive. <laughs> and and um, we we met, played a lot of gigs, met a lot of really great people. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and we did that in 17, 18, and 19. Of course, we missed last year. So this year, it sort of was a slow rollout. We are going, going to be up in Colorado. We're playing, uh, we're headliners at the Headwaters Music Fest in Creed. Um, oh, Creed is beautiful. Yeah, I love Creed. Yeah. yeah. And um, wow, just playing that's some great. places, playing outside of, playing in Pagosa, playing some places outside of uh, Durango mm-hmm. and uh, Buena Vista, <laughs> Westcliff. Westcliff, yeah. And then oh, you're going to be in Colorado. Del Norte. Yeah, yeah, you'll be in Del Norte. Norte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The... Right. Yeah, yeah. So right. we're still kind of adding on to that, but uh, the Ireland trip kind of. Jumped in. Jam in the Rockies. I was trying to think of what. Jam in the Rockies. Jam, the yeah. Rockies. So now, are are you going to play in Ireland? Is oh, it yeah. a music? That's I mean, where we're going. <laughs> Just for fun. Just for fun. I mean, when we play have... whenever we go to Ireland. But it's not. They're not always official gigs. Uh, sometimes we, we sessions. But yeah. most of the time, it's we we Jams. know a lot of musicians and we get together and just play. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you going to be touring? Where in Ireland are you going to go? We're, we're, well, because it's still kind of locked down, and uh, we were just on the phone. Um, we're going to be going, and these people, uh, the band, the, the members he just mentioned from the band Schlieb Notes, we're going to be staying with them individually. Uh, Tommy mm-hmm. O'Sullivan and his wife Sandra have um, a great pub in Dingle called the Courthouse Pub. Ah. And we're actually having Gordon's birthday party there, and there may be some very guest musicians showing oh, you up think there so? that are going to remain a surprise, <laughs> maybe. Um, so it's going to be a very big cool. It's going to be a big hooli. It's going to be fun. Very cool. And uh, we'll be going out on Valencia. Maybe Sinead will there. actually show up. You can uh, be twins. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> I heard she retired. <laughs> no, and I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. So, so that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, we... Um, McLeod Nine uh, does a lot. We do a, a big variety of bookings as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do because we play so many different genres. We do some corporate stuff where we do the eclectic bluegrass, Beatles to bluegrass, Celtic to Cajun. That's sort of our pitch. Sure. Um, you know, Texas swing to Gypsy swing. Um, so we'll do some corporate stuff. We'll do some private parties. We're doing some house concerts, neighborhood concerts. Um, wineries, breweries, things like that. Um, house That's concerts cool. are probably our, our favorite um, because we can really do the more soft, meaningful music. Because you and it's a very that. intimate setting, too, intimate because setting, the people yeah. are three feet from you, yeah. right? Right, right? So you get to interact much more so than from the stage. Yeah, and hopefully that's going to open up more too. Uh-huh. Uh, live music listening venues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the... Um, uh, Churches have affiliated coffee house venues in a, in a larger format than a home, and 
we're hoping to get into some of those, getting back on that circuit again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, 2020 just kind of knocked us all Oh, it was terrible. Out. Yeah, yeah. It was a big, big pause. Well, you're a musician, too, so you know it was like, yeah, hold. Right. <laughs> hold that for a minute. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Beyond the Pale? Beyond the Pale is still performing, and we're still booking. We're going to We're going to be at the Sherman a... Celtic Festival the end of... Uh, September? September 25th and 6th, we just played uh, a lavender festival up in by Aubrey, Texas. Of course, we, we did an, a live streaming from North Texas Irish Fest. Sure. Probably be back at North Texas Irish. We played oh. North Texas Irish Fest for the last 25 years. So 25 uh-huh. years? Wow. So hopefully be back at that. Again, as festivals start ramping up what again. What about the Denton Jazz Festival? Denton Jazz Fest, we usually play it. Really? So, yeah. still waiting to hear back from them both for bands. both bands. Yeah. <laughs> we usually play that. Still waiting to hear because, again, it's it's a cautious rollout. Mm-hmm. Um, I know um, even though they're outside venues, we usually play the uh, Fort Worth Main Street Arts Fest. Yeah. And that would just, it was just, there's so many people and they're so crowded together, even being outside with the vendors it, you know, it was cautious rollout this year, and I think that was good. I hope we haven't jumped the gun and, and go back to where we can't have live music again. Um, because that's, I, I just think that's very unhealthy for everybody. Sure. To, to sure. not, and, you know, we don't mind playing outside. People don't mind coming outside. To, no, 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 so no, no. If it's hot, if it's cold, we're good. I think the short answer to your question is we're going to keep doing what we're doing until we get caught. You have been listening to Behind the Music here on KNON Podcast. Behind the Music is a production of Lone Star Sound in association with KNON Radio. This is Sam Baker speaking.